I want to welcome those of you. Saya akan mengalulukan saudara-saudari dari bahasa Malaysia. Thank you so much for being here. How many of you are from the BM churches around this crank? Can you stand up? Abby Rakan, yes, stand up. Kalau dari lots of you in the balcony as well. Welcome, welcome to SIBKL. Pastors and pastors are here as well as. Members of the Executive Committee of SIB Semenanjung, we welcome you to join us in our first service of uh, SIBKL, and we pray. And I know that you are having this revival wave going on. Uh, praise God, and I pray that you will continue to have a wonderful conference tomorrow and the day after. Praise the Lord, and uh, I want to uh, welcome those of you also in the overflow room. We are overflow now. Those of you in the overflow room. Uh, even though you cannot be here physically, you're also part of the service. So we welcome you, those of you in the overflow room as well. Praise God. And uh, immediately after this service, we're going to take a short break. And after that, they will continue. we will continue to close the 40 days of fast and prayer of, of the BM section uh, hosted by NECF. Okay? So after this, we finish. Then after 7.30 or thereabouts, it will continue. All right, to have the closing ceremony, a closing meeting of the NECF 40 days fast and pray. We our church closed it yesterday, uh, and then uh, so we are closing our 40 days of fast and prayer. And I want to believe that these 40 days of fast and prayer, something is happening in the nation. Something is happening. We just came back from a wonderful time in Kuching, in Malam Pentecostal tour to blow. How many of you were there? How many? Of you? Awesome time, right? Awesome time. We, we really saw the, the hand of God working in many, many ways. So many people were saved, healed. And I want to believe that after, what's more important is what happens after the event rather than during the event. So now it's the, it's the real work begins now. And I want to say, of course, I can't say too much, that a lot of work is now being done behind the scenes to keep on encouraging the pastors as they all went back to the interior of Sabah, Sarawak and Samananjong. And our prayer is that a fire that has been ignited in their spirit will continue. So, kita doa kami that api sudah menyalakan di dalam hati mereka akan tulus, terus, terus bersemerak. Am I right? Terus bersemerak. Amen. Wow, wow. Praise God. Keep on burning. Keep on burning. Alright, keep on burning and burning sehingga kebakintan rohani yang ketiga akan datang lagi sekali. Kami percaya itu nak bukan satu satu uh, fikiran saja, tetapi satu bukan really reality. Okay, that kebakitan rohani yang ketiga akan datang. Amen. In the near future, and I would believe pada masa kehidupan saya. Amen. During my lifetime. Amen. That's my belief. Amen. Praise God. Okay, we have a very very special speaker today, all the way from uh, uh, Kuching, Amiri. Uh, Miri Kuching also lah, Kuching also right? You got Church Kuching. All right, he's Pastor Rachel Bulan, Pastor Rachel Panabok. Come on, whoa! You see, at the mention of your name, a lot of people know already. It brings a lot. He comes from a very, very, very godly family. Wonderful, wonderful heritage, and and her parents were actually there at the burial revival. All right, but actually, then, in fact, uh, in a few, few, couple of weeks' time, some of us, in fact, about almost about three hundred of us, will be flying off to Mary to be part of the celebration of the fiftieth anniversary of our revival. So her parents were actually there 
at the Barrio Revival. And so this is the next generation already. And we are so happy and so glad that she took time to come and join us to speak on Malaysia Day. Amen. So she's actually a graduate from Curtin University with a degree in mass communication. And she co-leads the Cornerstone Community Church in Borneo, in the cities of Miri and Kuching. And she's extremely, extremely passionate. Listen to her to see the next generation rise. So put your hands together and welcome on the stage, Pastor Rachel Bulan. Whoa! Come on, you do better than this. Please give a very warm SIBKL. Welcome to Pastor Rachel Bulan. Come on, so Saya katakan shalom, kamu katakan amen, shalom, shalom, amen. Kalau kita di barrio sekarang, apa kami buat akan uh, kami katakan haleluya tiga kali, okay? So I'm gonna say one, two, three, and then kamu kata haleluya, 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 bolehkah? Okay, satu, dua, tiga, haleluya, haleluya, haleluya. Amen. Praise the Lord. Awesome. If you ever go to Barrio, this is what they would do in the services before it begins. And so I wanted to bring that here with you this evening. Wow, come on. Uh, Revival Wave, SIBKL and many other churches here. Shalom. Shalom and happy Malaysia Day. Do you know what Malaysia Day really is? Malaysia Day is really the wedding anniversary of the West and the East. You know that, right? This is our wedding anniversary. And so, if we stay together for 60 years, hallelujah, <laughs> that means we can continue to move together for another 60 and 100 years. Amen. Come on. Marriage is not easy. I know. Marriage is tough. I'm a single woman, but I do a lot of marriage counseling, okay? And I know marriage is hard work. Hallelujah. But God had put together the West and the East because He knew we would be better together than alone. Amen. He knew that when He put the West and the East together, that we coming together is going to be a combustion of fire that will bring healing, that will bring favor and blessing over Southeast Asia. I believe it. For Southeast Asia. Malaysia, you are born for such a time as this to be a blessing to Southeast Asia. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, guys, we are living in such a wonderful time in Malaysian church history today. We really are. You know, I've never seen before and um, how many churches are collaborating and coming together for the glory of God. I, I know this because I'm a pastor's kid, okay? And so my dad was a pastor in um, SIB, Olive Garden, for many years in Kuching. And during the, the year 2000, they tried to run a they did run a stadium event, okay? And it was in collaboration with many other churches. And it was great. It was good. It was fantastic. But the turnout was nothing close to what we saw at Malam Pentecost 2023. Hallelujah. MP23 was really a sign of what God can do when churches let go of their egos and let go of their logos and they come together and partner together to, to bring forth the glory of God, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to, 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 to see the lost saved. Come on! We are living in a wonderful time of church history. And I tell you what, we couldn't come here if not for our forefathers who have paved the way. 
next generation, listen, we have a lot to thank our forefathers. Like I said, my father, they tried, they're the pastors, they came together and they did those many events to go across denominations, to go across churches. And they did what they did so that we in our time today can collaborate, can hold hand in hand, can partner together to win our city together for Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm so happy that I was born today. <laughs> uh, so happy and so thank you. I just want to honour Pastor Chu and Pastor Lee Chu. Uh, thank you so much for the, your voice of leadership and for your heart for Sarawak as well and East Malaysia. How many of you were there at Malam Pentecost uh, 2023 last week? Yeah, with a show of hands. Wow, 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 wow. With... Um, Gratitude, thank you. Thank you for sowing your time, your resources. As I was there, you know, my team was there and we went all around and I saw so many people, the SIBKL people. I know they are SIB, you know how I know? Because they wear a fan on their neck. Panas ba? Orang bandar tidak tahan sejuk, tidak tahan panas. So I'm like, sure, SIBKL, panas. Got fan here, you know. But even as I'm walking through, they'll say, Hi, welcome, hi, welcome. Through the mud, through the rain, through the heat, there was so much joy. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much for loving East Malaysia. Thank you so much for loving Sarawak. You have no idea. You know, we were standing in the front, myself, Pastor Sabrina and the team, when um, Philip Mantofa called for the altar call. All these people came through and there was mud. I tell you, the mud. Sampai sini tau, the mud. And they went through the mud and they just, just to go to the front to encounter God. And I tell you, people are hungry. Someone say hungry. People are hungry and they are thirsty to encounter God. How many of you are hungry here today? Come on. We have to stay hungry, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Today, I want to share a message called Longhouse People. Someone say Longhouse People. Longhouse People. Because um, this year, I've had the privilege to work closely with my dad, Pastor Solomon Bulan, and his, his pastor in crime, I call, uh, Pastor Reverend Grawat Maran. You know, and we partnered together. Do you have the picture? And we partnered together to... Um, birth forth, you know, tribal gathering and, and, and to move this thing together because it's moving from just a meeting, bukan hanya sebagai KKR sekarang, tetapi it's becoming a movement, okay? It's becoming a movement. And I've partnered with these two and their generation and which I would call the longhouse people. <laughs> the longhouse people. There, there is some kingdom principles that I learned this year from serving and partnering with the longhouse people. I I feel like there is something that we can learn from the Longhouse people, something very special and something very unique There is ingrained in their culture and ingrained in their DNA, okay, that God wants to use to reveal His glory through. You know, because many a times, uh, we city people, every time we go into the villages, we, 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 we always want to help them. We want to give, you know, we're always the one that wants to pour out. And look, and that's great. And yes, we do need help, okay? We, we do need the, the, the um, intelligence for structure and for building. But you know what? God always poured out His Spirit. He 
a lot of times he chose the least of the least. He, he chose the poor of the poorest to pour out his spirit. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting that he would choose the least. And so there's some principles about the longhouse people I feel we can learn from so that God will pour out his spirit on us as well. So that he would choose us and say, you are worthy. You are ready to receive my spirit. Amen. At the end of last year, we all made a covenant to journey together. We made a covenant to say, let's meet once a month to pray together. So my dad and, and um, Reverend Grauer, they have a ministry called Nehemiah Ministry. And they meet every Monday night for the past 10 years. And so what we do is we jump in on only one Monday night in a month. And we join them at their church, at the place where they meet. And we wanted to go into their space and let them know that, you know, we want to do this with you. We don't want to do it in our own way. We don't want to just do it for us. We want to do this with you because we could have well done it in our church. But we did it with them in their space where they would feel comfortable. And I tell you what, it was, it's one of the greatest rewards I've had this year to work with them. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't easy. <laughs> that though it is a really great reward to work with, your, with the fathers and the mothers of the land, and uh, fathers and mothers, my people, but man, it was tough. You know, they, they speak, I speak too fast, okay? But they kind of speak too slow. <laughs> they, they, they speak 10 words per minute one, you know? And so by the time they end their sentence, I already know the answer. And so I try and finish it off for them so that they can save the energy. <laughs> and then sometimes they do this thing where they're like, they talk in parables, you know. So like, I don't know what they're trying to say because no head, no tail, right? But they're just like saying something lah. But I, I think I'm a prophetic person. So I'm, I'm like engaging, right? I'm engaging. They're trying to tell me something and I'm being prophetic about it because they're speaking parables and it's like, yeah, I get it, I get it. And then you come to the end of the conclusion and you totally missed it. <laughs> and it's just like, what? What are you saying? Why do you keep talking? No head, no tail, no context. It's just like, you know, and I tell you, it's not the easiest thing to do intergenerational partnerships. But it is very, very um, rewarding, you know. And there's, there's this communication barrier, there's this speed barrier we deal with. And, 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 you know, they do things very differently. So the other day, my dad said to me, um, Kedung, where can I get the posters and the links to the, uh, no, the posters and the videos? I want to go to some churches and, and talk about trouble gathering. And I said, Dad, I sent you the link a long time already. Just click on the link. Everything is there, the posters, the video, and all that. He said, I don't know how to use a link. Can you put it in a pen drive? I said, pen drive? I was like, Dad, I don't even own a pen drive anymore. And then Pastor Sebi was there, so I look at her. Do you? Do you have a pen drive? She said, no, I don't have a pen drive. So he went out, he bought five pen drive, and then he came back to our office and then for us to put all the stuff inside the pen drive. And that's okay, right? I mean, man, we all do things a little bit differently. But I tell you what, when we begin to worship and when we begin to pray that once a month, we speak the same language. 
Our spirit gets caught up and we speak the same language. It goes past language barriers, speed barriers, intellect barriers, generational gap, and we're on the same track. And I tell you, their heart for God is so real. And when these people pray, you know, there's a groaning inside them so deep, you just know that God is paying attention to every word that they are saying. I know that when, whenever they start praying, they may not say as many eloquent words as my generation, but in the few words that they say, you know God is just going to do what they say because it's so deep, the groaning. It's so deep, the longing that God is just taking every word they say seriously and He's going to do what they ask Him to do. And I tell you, my generation is blessed today because there was a generation they went before us to pray. They have sowed in prayers. They have, they have laid down their time, their life and, and tears and tears upon tears to pray for the next generation. I learned so much just being around them and praying with them and catching the heartbeat for Jesus. Sometime this year, I think past the fifth time we started praying together, it, came, it became even more apparent to me that God doesn't just love these longhouse people because of their faith for God. But God loves these longhouse people because of who they are. They, they, he likes them for them. And, and you know what? He likes you for you. All right? He likes you for you. You know, in Revelation chapter 7, it talks about a time when Every nation, every tribe, every tongue will stand before the throne of God and before the Lamb, right? And then they worship Him. Every nation, every tribe. You know what that means? That means one day, right? We are going to stand before His throne as the native, the tribe that you are. I will stand before the throne as a clubbed person. You will stand before the throne, Pastor Isaac, as a Chinese person. <laughs> Some of y'all is Iban, is Kayan, is Kenya. You know, when we didn't stand before the throne evolving into a Jewish person, you understand? I don't suddenly become a Jewish woman because I stand before the throne of God. I, I, God loves my ethnicity. He loves, that's why I said every nation. Of course, that word nation is the Greek word ethnos and ethnos is the word ethnic. And so in your ethnicity. God loves you. He loves your tribe. He loves your culture. There's something about how He made you uniquely you and in your uniquely culture and your unique tribe and He loves that He stand before the throne of God. Amen. I was in Israel last year in about in December and we were there for 14 days and it was wonderful. One of my greatest revelations is this. Are you ready? Okay, it's, it's super deep. <laughs> okay, it's half a joke, but my revelation is this, that Jesus was a Jewish man. <laughs> Jesus was a Jewish man. You know, I was like, yeah, of course Jesus was a Jewish man. I, we had my, our tourist guide. She would meet us in the bus at the end of every time. And then so I think by the fourth day, she cannot the hand ready. She came in. She's like, if you haven't noticed, it is if you haven't noticed, it is impolite to be polite here in Israel. Jewish people like to have tough conversations. They like to have a challenge. 
And so, I want you guys to start asking me questions besides Pastor Rachel. It is impolite to be polite. And I was just like, wow, you know what? Because I guess because the missionaries of all that came to us were British, right? And the pastors that we, we really adore and lift up, they're, they're British or American, Western, right? And so many times we think of Jesus as this British man who likes to take a stroll along the park every evening, isn't it? And he likes to have a cup of tea just to sit down and just read the Bible and just talk about theology and doctrine. And, and, and so we have this preconceived idea of what kind of Jesus, surely he's a gentleman, isn't it? You know, <laughs> for some of you who were during the lockdown in the pandemic, you watch a lot of Downtown Abbey, right? Downtown Abbey, you finish the whole season. Okay, guilty as charged, that's me. Um, and it, it is really lovely. They're all really gentlemen and all this leadership and all the lordships. And you just think, oh, how lovely it is to be British. And, and, and we have this idea that Jesus is, looks very British. You know what I mean? We read the Bible and we think of him as like this, this man who sits really poised. And when, when, when um, John just lays down on his chest, right? And he's just like, oh, oh. Dear John, lovely. <laughs> Can I say he's Jewish? It probably wasn't like that. He was a little bit more garang, you know. Hello. He was, he was himself. Like Jesus was probably like, Hey, John, what's up, la John? You so tired? You want to lie down here? <laughs> come la, come la, come la. You know, he, he was Jewish. Come on, that's good. You know what that means? That means you can be you. He likes you the way you are. He, he loves the, the, the tribal part of you. And hey, Chinese is a tribe too. If you don't know, that means you haven't met a Fuchao before. <laughs> a Fuchao is a super tribal, I tell you. You know, that's so garang, you know. It's like, whoa. But they're just talking about pow, you know. It's like, I love pow. It's like, okay. We want to start a fight, do we? You know, what I'm trying to say here is that, is that when we understand that God wants us to be us, that's what this whole tribal gathering thing is about, is that we would be redeemed. There would be a redemption of our tribes. There would be a redemption of our ethnicity. That the resurrection of the warriors shall arise. Amen. Amen. That the warriors, when they are redeemed, God will use them to be the strongest evangelistic force across the earth. Come on. Your warrior tribe is already ingrained within the Anasulongs. And within the tribes, of every tribe, we were once headhunters. What happened, man? We, we've just, you know, uh, made, made, made our Christianity into this lovely British thing, you know. It's, it's a bit silly, isn't it? But we were called to be warriors. 
Jesus wasn't just a lamb. Of course, His gentleness is part of the fruit of the Spirit. And yes, He's gentle, He's kind, He's compassionate, He's merciful. But besides a lamb, He was the Lion of Judah. The Lion of Judah has to roar. Amen. Come on, I'm not so long. There is a there's a raw, there's a tribal DNA anointing upon you that has been covered for far too long. And listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. God is calling forth the redemption of the warriors, that the warriors shall resurrect for Jesus Christ. They shall be redeemed. Amen. Break the limits off. Break the caps off. I don't know what has come over our churches for far too long, but I pray in the name of Jesus, those caps shall come off in Jesus' name. And then we can be free to be who we're called to be. We can be free to worship and praise the Lord with all of our hearts, with all of our strength, with all of our soul. Come on. Because sometimes we worship like really lovely. <laughs> Praise the Lord, oh my soul, right? But actually inside of you, you want to go pray, yes? Just, you know, freedom. We were free. And not so long, we are free people. Just because you became Christian, it doesn't mean you stop being free. Stop being you. Amen. Amen. Stay free. That's for women. Stay free. <laughs> when I say who, you say ha. Who? Ha. Who? Ha. Hallelujah. To E, sons and daughters. To E means wake up, okay? Now, before I go into my points, allow me to just lay this out and say this. My, my points are three kingdom values of longhouse people. All right, three kingdom values of longhouse people. But allow me to say this, that I'm not saying in any way that the longhouse people have fully comprehended what kingdom values are, what, what it means to live in the kingdom of God. What I am saying is that the longhouse people have kingdom values that God really likes. It doesn't just like, He really loves. And these kingdom values, I feel like what God wants to do is bring a greater revelation of it. And then that, that these kingdom values shall be, shall, shall be the thing, you know, that will come across the Malaysian church so that we can live in freedom. There's some kingdom values that I've come to learn that is so precious for our day and age, especially the next generation, young people, Anat Sulongs and, and the Malaysian church that we all can learn from. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. Number one is this, the kingdom value of family. Someone say family. Family. In my um, culture, the clubbed people, we don't have a word for auntie. So what we call our auntie is the word sina, which is the same word we use for mom. What we call our uncles is tama, which is the same word we use for dad, tama. Um, in the kayan is also the same, is ine for mom. You know, so there's no auntie, there's no, uh, there's no word for auntie. We all use the same word for, for mom and auntie. There are some other tribes that, that do it differently, that have um, different names. But, you know, this whole thing when, you're, when you're, all your aunties are your moms 
Uh, can you just give a shout out for my mom here, <laughs> Auntie Rami, Professor, Associate Professor Dr. Rami Bulan, and my Uncle Sam. Um, they are my personal intercessors when I'm in Kuala Lumpur. Mom and Dad couldn't make it, so I'm so glad they are here. Uh, my Sina and my Tama. Okay, and uh, yeah, I like to call her that because <laughs> because if you just meet her, you you think she's just this nice, lovely, club woman, but actually she's a doctor. You see, it's lovely. Anyway, so I don't know, and now I'm just on this English roll. Gosh, I have to stop. Uh, <laughs> but but um, family, and, and when your uncles and your aunties are fam, uh, mom and dad, you know, you naturally have a very tight-knit community. And so my second cousins are like my first cousins, and my first cousins are like my siblings, and my siblings are like my siblings. <laughs> Like many a times, my first cousins, I would be closer to my first cousins than I would with my siblings because we're just that close. And although we're a very small community of only 7,000 people, but um, we're so close that wherever we go all around the world, there will always be family somewhere for us to meet. And if you've met one clubit, and if you are friends with one clubit, you will surely meet another 10 somewhere in the next three months because we all hang out together. <laughs> all right. <laughs> family, right? And... The Lord's Prayer in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, He put it this way, uh, when Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray, He said, in this manner therefore pray, and He said, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Your kingdom come. Someone say kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, the, there is a kingdom, and who sits on the kingdom is a king. But we get to call that king, Father. Isn't that cool? And so we call the king Father and he sits on the throne and he is the king of the kingdom. In the house of God, sometimes we lose sight of the fact that we are first family before we are an army. Yes, we, we must be both. We are, we are family and an army. Because we're not just here to sing Kumbaya, my Lord, right? We're not just here to just hang out and then, and then just clap our hands and just, just be happy, happy, joy, joy. But God had put us together to extend His kingdom. Amen. And so yes, the army part is important of what we do in the kingdom of God. But we cannot be an army before we are first a family. We are a family first before we are an army. You see, families run with a vision. But armies run with tasks and goals. If you put army first and we run with tasks and goals, what happens is without the family aspect of things, it will lead to burnout. Because we're just fulfilling tasks. We're just trying to hit goals, you know. And, and once you've hit the 500 in the church, let's go for the 1,000. Once you, once you hit the 1,000, let's go for the 2,000. And we're, we're so goal-setting oriented that, you know, in, in time to come, it will not last long. And so God always desires for us to be first a family before an army. Amen. If there's anything that we can learn in this past pandemic is that God has taught us how important family is. How just important the table of communion is between three or four people just as the temple of congregation is between the 50s, the hundreds, and the thousands. 
You see, we've been so good with doing church as a temple. In my church, we have this thing called OOS, the Order of Service. And it's very detailed, you know. The, the worship team finishes on this song, and then this one comes up. This mic has to be mic number 11, cannot be mic number 8. It's so detailed. We go through the order of service, and we hit all of these protocols, and all the line, and everything. You know, and we're doing really well with the temple. And for many years, we can run services. We can run services with our eyes closed. We're doing so good. We're doing so well. But then during the pandemic, the Lord had put that, put that down and we couldn't meet anymore. We couldn't run services anymore. And so what do we have to do? We finally had to actually sit around the table. And, in, and during those days, you remember the pandemic times when you go to the shop, only three or four people can sit around one table. Nothing more, remember? And the Lord was showing us and teaching us, hey, look, we got to go beyond just church programs. We got to start going deeper in relationships and actually talk about one another. So, how are you? Now that I don't have an event to organize, <laughs> how are you? How are you doing? Is there anything I can pray for you? And so many churches that were so run by programs, they were so run by activity outside of the pandemic, when, when the doors opened, not many people came back. But the churches that did well around the table, that allowed good conversation, that allowed prayer and going deeper in their relationship after the pandemic, they became stronger. Hallelujah. The aspect of family is so, so close to the heart of God. It's something that He really wants us to keep, the kingdom value of family within the house. Amen. You see, the kingdom of God is ruled by a king, right? I said just now, the king is our father. The thing is this, religion is ruled by a system. And a system is run by a legislation of people. Now stay with me, okay? Um, if you have stones with you, just put it down, throw it away. Don't throw stones at me, but just stay with me, okay? The kingdom of God is run by a king. The kingdom of God desires to, when the kingdom of God functions within a house, whether it's family or whether it's church, the culture of the kingdom is released. But when religion is activated in a house, it produces a system. And a system always causes us to strive for righteousness. We're constantly trying to hit KPIs. We're constantly trying to push and push and push until we come to a place where we're so empty and we're so tired we're in, and we're just so tired of doing church and playing church and even you know it's getting tiring to try and push something that wasn't supposed to be there. I believe that we're living in a time where the five-fold um, ministry offices shall come together in a greater measure. The apostles, the, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teacher. I believe we're coming into a day in history where the churches will start to move together. I think the day of the one man, um, you know, evangelist and the one man that God uses like Reinhard Bonke, like Catherine Kuhlman, you know, I, I, I believe that is coming to an end. 
I believe a new era is coming where the five four will come together and work together. And so when I talk about people working together for the glory of God, um, I'm talking about them coming together and to release the kingdom of God. That when all five people, I'm just, I'm just using five as an example. When all five people come together as a family, under one God, under one Father, they come together as siblings. They go beyond tasks. They go beyond, I need to fulfill this job to get this work done. Someone say amen. 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 We cannot move together in unity if it's merely just for tasks. It will not last long. You can only go so far. But doesn't the Bible says no greater love does man have than this, but to lay down his life for a friend. And so when we know how to love one another and we fulfill the no greater love, we go beyond being colleagues in church, in our family, go beyond being just a family unit, but we become friends. Friends. And God really, he, Jesus, He exemplified friendship in such a wonderful way. It, it, the Bible doesn't say no greater love does man have than this, but to lay down his life for his husband, for his wife. Although that's the, great, that's the deepest covenant you can ever make on earth. But friendship, why friendship? Because friendship will cost you. Because even if you want to leave a friendship, you can because there's no written covenant. It's not a divorce. But to stay in friendship, it will cost, right? And so when people come together to fulfill the dream of God's heart, when people come together to do something for God, it, it, it comes beyond just a task. Amen. It comes beyond just doing something. It has to come into relationship with one another. We have to be friends. Friends. How do I know if friends can come together powerfully? Because I have to work with a Singaporean best friend. And I tell you, we're very different. My Singaporean best friend, Pastor Sabrina Law Aiping, she's Singaporean. You know what that means? It means a lot of things. Lah. Okay? You all understand the kiasu part. Okay? And I'm clubbing and so I'm just like the native kiasu part. And so we're both like that, very like, she, she's the lion, I'm the tiger of Malaysia, praise the Lord, luckily different. <laughs> but there were many times we clash because she's so organized and she's so hygiene conscious. As a clubbed person, I, I can wash the plate tomorrow one, you know, even next week also no problem. <laughs> but for her, she, everything has to be clean, like literally clean. She walks out of the door, she looks behind. Then she go and clean. <laughs> we work so differently together. I, I, you know, during worship, I like to like, yeah, hallelujah, Jesus. Let's go to the next song. Let's go to the next song, you know. And I'm always wanting us to sing. But for her, she comes up. She's like, okay, let's stop. Let's, let's start preaching. Hallelujah. <laughs> we do things so differently. And, and in the past couple of years, we've had to go past a lot of tough conversations, a lot of real conversations. And I think there was even a point of time, don't worry, just many years ago, okay, there was a point of time when I said, hey, look, why don't you just go back to Singapore? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Or maybe I was it her who said, why don't I go back to Singapore? You know, these, these stories get mixed up. But, <laughs> but it was so tough. I was just like, well, if we can't work together, let's just not work together. This is not really helping us. This, this is getting worse and worse and worse. And we sat down together. And you know, our breakthrough came when I sat with her and I said, Sebi, I pray that Mary will never be the cap of what God wants to do in your life. And the, my, the fears of my heart was revealed. I had a deep fear within me that one day she will leave. She will leave the church with me. And I don't know how to run a church. <laughs> and I'm scared, you know, I'm scared to, to lead a church on my own. And, I, and, and all this, the fear was this, was that one day she's going to grow and move faster than me because she was already moving faster than me. And I just thought, one day, she's just going to leave us. And when I prayed for her, we, we cried and I cried and I said, look, may Mary never be the cap for you. And we reversed that fear. We reversed the fear and I said, if God calls you to the nation, Sebi, I want you to know that we are going to stand with you. The Mary church and the Mary people, we're going to stand with you and we want to release you into your destiny. And then she prayed over me. And she said the same thing. Rach, if one day God, you know, calls you to go further than before, then I also release you into your destiny. And we continued in our journey and became friends. Friends. I went into all that really because kingdom value of friendship and relationship is very deep rooted in the DNA of the kingdom of God. Okay. Hmm. I don't know how to say this, but religion is the is substituting the kingdom of God. When we don't when we don't allow ourselves to move with God, religion subtly comes in and substitutes the kingdom of God. If we continue in our old ways, in the things that we think we know and what we're so used to, we're going to lose a whole generation. A whole generation will not be able to stay in the house of God because a whole generation, and especially this generation, we want the real deal. We want to experience God in the real, real deal, real way. We can never compete with the world. Amen. We cannot compete with the world. The world has smoke machines and spotlights. They have the best rave parties. And even as we speak right now, there is this huge rave party happening in Miri. You know, and they've got all of the works. Their budgets are so high and they're doing really great things. And they're selling their tickets for 280 ringgit. And tribal gathering is free, you know. And people are going for this thing. And, 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 they, and they, ex they, they want something. They want to experience something. But then when they come to the church, they don't experience it because we don't carry the kingdom of God. And I'm very passionate about this because as a pastor's kid, I grew up in church. And as a pastor's kid, you know, I thought that I could find freedom in the church. I thought I could just be me, but looks like I cannot be me. 
because I was labeled as the pastor's kid, as the Christian kid. And, 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 and the more I lived in church, there were too many rules for me to follow. I went out of the church and I found that people in the bar had more fun than people in the church. They were dancing, you know. They were laughing. They didn't just hang out for two hours because that's what we do on Sunday. We only hang out for two hours and then we go home. They would, we would, I would, I, I used to, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore, guys. I used to hang out for happy hours from 6 p.m. until 2 a.m. I would be in the bar for eight hours once a week. And then, of course, over the weekend. And, 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 and you know what? I thought people in the bar were more honest than people in the church. I thought people had more freedom in the bar than they did in the church. Of course, later on, I realized, you know, as, as after years go by and I went into depression, Honesty without boundaries, you know, will ruin relationships and freedom without boundaries will bring chaos, yes? And so when I came back to the Lord, broken and depressed, I said to him, God, I tried church already. I tried. You can't say I, I went from youth camp to youth camp, primiting to primiting. I, I did it. I served. I was a tambourine. Can you imagine me, tambourine? That was me. Rabana. That was me. I did it all, man. And then I was like, okay, I can't do this. And then I did OHB. Remember those days? It was a light and then you have to like, and then change. That was me. I did that. OHB thing. <laughs> and and, and when, when I said, God, I've done the whole church thing. And, and then I would go back to my room and I'd read the Bible and he would set me free from just reading scripture. He would meet me in my bedroom and I would encounter God and I'll cry and I'll cry and I'll cry. And then I would go to church on a Sunday morning and I'll see these people. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. And I'm like, God, how come I don't experience you here like I do in, in the bedroom? What's going on? When religiosity seeps into the church and into our culture, you know, it stifles. We, we strive to receive the, the freedom that God has prepared for us. We're pushing and we're striving to receive the freedom that God has prepared for us. In church, this is not a time to play games. This is not a time to play church. We don't have time to play church. We're losing a whole generation to rave parties. We need to become who we're called to be, a family of God that goes beyond just doing church, but a family that will lay down our life for one another. Where the king is our friend. Amen. We cannot beat the world in terms of entertainment. We cannot. But what we have is the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is what brings joy and what's, what brings freedom into our house. Amen. Number two, okay, is this. The kingdom value of inclusivity. The kingdom value of inclusivity. In the longhouse, we are inclusive and hospitable in nature. Having good hospitality is very high value in, in, in our culture. There was, there's this time where um, 
when you have a visitor come in, right? Your neighbor will bring food and share food with your visitor and your neighbor. And um, sometimes they'll just bring food to lay it out, but sometimes you, they don't sit with you. You know, they just bring food and then they, they will go. And the whole idea of them bringing food to your house and to host your, your guests is so that your guests will feel at home. Your guests will feel happy to be home, right? And so, and so it's, a, it's a kampong thing. When we have guests, everybody will be like, oh, this person has a guest. Let's, let's come together and feed our guests. It, it's probably to make up for the lack of facility, you know, the love and the, and the community and the, and the food, to lack, you know, the toilet and all that lah. But, um, but, they, but we do that. And inclusivity is such a, a big part of our culture. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 36. It says, it's When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate them from another. As a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left, then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came for me. And of course, Jesus um, goes on to continue in the parable. And then, and then, and then he goes on to say, the righteous, the righteous will, will ask, when were you hungry? When were you sick? When you, were you in prison, right? And then verse 40, the response is this, and the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it for one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to to, you did it to me, right? And then, of course, Jesus goes through the same sequence, but he talks about the people and the nations on the left side. He talks about the, the goat nations, and he said, and you, you did not feed me you did, when I was hungry. You did not give me drink when I was thirsty, da, 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 da. And then, and then he goes on to say, and as much as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And the point here is this, that the price of indifference is too high to pay. The price of indifference is too high to pay. We, we cannot afford to be indifferent to the lost. We cannot afford to be indifferent to the needy and to the broken world out there. We owe this world an encounter with God. Amen. And so those who inherit the kingdom are those who are inclusive. Those who reach out to the, the stronger ones who reach out to the weaker ones. Yes, you still with me? Yes. You see, when, when, when the churches are able to come together and understand that we are the light of the world, the light is within the church, not outside. And so if many, many lights come together in unity, we make this huge bright light that is strong enough to help a dying world outside in the darkness. This kingdom value of inclusivity is like, um, we're, you know, we're very hospitable. We are ready to, um, to take care of those who are sick, who are weaker than us, to help them out of poverty, out of sickness, uh, you know, to, to do whatever it takes to bring the society higher. 
And we're living in a wonderful time in history right now where God is calling forth a unity amongst churches. And I believe the time is now and this is the time for our generation to work together and partner together for the, weak, the stronger churches to come together to help the weak. And I know sometimes as the stronger ones, even the sheep bite your hand, you know. You're trying to help them and then they bite you back. I know, I know what that means. I know what that looks like. But as the stronger ones, you know, and I'm not just talking about resources. I'm not talking about financial resources. I'm talking about intelligence. There's the stronger ones who know how to strategize, who know how to build. Remember, the key is in your hands. The light is in your hands. We must remember that God wants us to come into unity to reveal the kingdom of God. Amen. This is that time. This is that beautiful time in history where we can do that. In Psalms 133, 123, doesn't it say, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. And so God commands a blessing where a people live in unity. He commands it. It's like when, when people come into unity and he sees people, oh man, these guys are coming into unity. You know what he says? I have no choice but to bless them. Bless. <laughs> right? It's like he, he cannot go against his own word. When people come into unity, he will not go against his own word. He will bless a people. When a people, uh, when a community comes into unity, God has no choice but to command a blessing on a city. When the city comes into unity, God has no choice but to command a blessing to a nation. And there's, a, there's this beautiful time right now in Malaysian history where we get to come and collaborate and work together and sit around the table and discuss and share about what can we do together to bring healing and light into our city and into our nation. What can we do together to do that? The Lord commands a blessing. And when we do do that, guess what? The blessing comes. Boom. Bless. The day of the Lord's favor is at hand because people and communities and cities can come together in unity. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just take some time to pray? Yeah? Yeah. I, I know I'm going a little bit ahead of myself, but let me, let's just take some time to pray right now. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus, come. The Spirit and the Bride say, come, Lord Jesus. Jesus, would you come and take your place? The King of Glory, take your place on the throne. The King of Glory, come and take your place so that your people will, will see that you are worthy, that the Lamb who was slain receive his full reward and you are worthy for us to come together and lay down our, our brands, our, um, our own ambition, God. We will lay down all these things to come in unity with you to declare your glory. I thank you, God, that even right now in this generation, something wonderful is happening in the churches of Malaysia. And Lord, we, we, we don't want to just bless our church. We pray that we, you would bless the Catholic church. Oh God, move in the Catholic church. God, that you will move in the Anglican church. 
God, pour out your spirit there. God, that you will move in the Baptist church, the Methodist church, in the, in the deepest, remotest part of, of Malaysia and as well to the biggest cities of Malaysia. God, pour out your spirit, we pray. Move in these churches, we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to go through the last one real quick, okay? And then I'm going to invite um, the next generation pastors to come up. Can you, you guys just get ready? The next gen pastors, 45 and below. If you are a pastor of your church, you know, and you're 45 and below, I, I want you guys to stand by. At the end of this um, uh, sh sharing, it's going to go through one more point. And then I want us to come on stage and then we're going to declare, you know, unity, oneness over Malaysia. Is that okay? Okay, just real quick. Num last thing is this, kingdom value of joy, guys. Kingdom value of joy. If, if you come to my longhouse, there are three segments. There is the kitchen segment, there's the bedroom segment, and then there's the, long, there's the party segment. The Ibans call it Ruai, the Klabits call it Tawa, alright? And, and in every segment, they have different needs, obviously. So the, the, sleep, the bedroom segment, that's very private. The kitchen segment is where all the mums cook and whenever there is mums, there is life. Amen. But then, then, and then there's this, there's this other segment called the Ruai, where the parties are held. Do you know, in, in, uh, in most tribes, our long house, we understand how important it is to party. How important it is to have joy. This is a huge part of our culture that we actually have a designated area to party. And the joy of the Lord is our strength, church. I know I talked about this just now, about having freedom in the house of God. But guys, if we don't have freedom and joy in the house, how can people find it outside? Because true freedom should be found in the house of God, not outside. Amen. We've got to learn how to have joy and how to party in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You guys read the book, Drunk Before Dawn? Yeah, once upon a time, you know. <laughs> we, we partied with a counterfeit spirit, but now with the real spirit. Hallelujah. We're going to have the Spirit of God back restored in the house of God. Romans chapter 14, 17. Doesn't it say, For the kingdom of God is not of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Do you know the kingdom of God has... Uh, one third of it has to do with joy and if you don't know how to have fun and enjoy right now guys you, you're gonna have problems in heaven I know so many of us understand righteousness because Christianity is very interlinked with being solemn and, and, and I know it's our tradition and we have to be solemn there are moments we have to be repentant yes I understand Re um, righteousness and then there's peace we come into the house of God to find peace the God of peace but then there's also joy Joy is in the house of God. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3, Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. It is with joy we come into the wells of God. You know the song that we sing in Sunday school? I've got joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. You know I had a revelation the other day and I was thinking, why do they keep saying where? Cannot find her. Where? You know, sometimes because joy is so precious that when God, when we come into salvation, we receive Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, we receive joy down in our hearts. 
But as we go through life, our circumstances and our troubles cover up the joy. And so we have to keep looking where? You got to dig deep. Amen. If you want to find the joy of the Lord, dig deep. Someone say dig deep. Dig deep because the joy of the Lord is there. You just got to dig deep and find it. And I don't know what you're going through. Maybe your son, your daughter has, has left home for a long time, left Christianity for a long time. It doesn't mean that God, it's over. It's not over until it's over. And you must have the joy of the Lord. We carry on with the joy of the Lord, not with somber faces. Not as if we were baptized in lemon juice. You know some Christians, they look like they were baptized in lemon juice. Yeah. Please pray lah, please pray. My son uh, left church a long time already. Please pray. Come on. Yes, we should pray for your sons and daughters, you know, that have left home. But it should be, you know, my son and daughter has left home, but let's pray. I believe God will restore him. Amen. Joy down in our hearts. That's why scripture says, um, uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's in Nehemiah, right? The joy of the Lord is our strength. We, we, it's by faith that we have joy. Joy it doesn't come when we, we are already living in blessings. Come on, somebody. Joy is not a feeling. Yes, you can, joy can lead to expressions of, feeling, expressions of joy and happiness. Yes, it can lead you to feelings of happiness. But joy is not a feeling. Joy is by faith. By faith. You, you go back and you read Nehemiah chapter 4 or chapter 8. The joy of the Lord is our strength. He's talking about a time when we have to realize that it is, it is we have to pursue joy. It is something you've got to dig deep and find it deep within us. May joy be restored in our homes, in our churches, in our houses. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to land with this quote by Heidi Baker. And Heidi Baker said this, The Beatitudes are God's recipe for revival. When we walk as Jesus walked, we will be blessed. We will be blessed, okay? And I believe in the Beatitudes, there is this recipe for revival. In Matthew chapter 5, we're just going to quickly go through this. It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs, here we go again, is the kingdom of heaven. So it begins by saying, yours is the kingdom of heaven. And then it ends with saying, yours is also the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is always the opposite of the kingdom of the world. The kingdom of heaven is always an up, uh, upside down kingdom. Uh, the world says, if you want to be first, you push yourself to be first. But the Word of God says, if you want to be first, you've got to first be last. If you want to be strong, you've got to be weak. 
If you want to be a leader, you must be a servant. And here we see that Beatitudes is this beautiful way that Jesus revealed Himself because He walked this talk. He walked this talk, okay? And as Malaysia celebrates her 60th anniversary, and we celebrate this anniversary, marriage anniversary between West and East, I believe the keys to moving forward together in unity is found in the Beatitudes. That it's not about, I'm the strong one, I've got this, I've got that, but it's about, look, together, we cannot do anything without God. We, we cannot do anything without God. And so we must come together. We must come hand in hand together and work together for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Can I invite the pastors to come up? If you are a next-gen pastor, if you're 45 and below, can you please come up? And let's just give them a round of applause. These are the ones that have said yes to the calling. These are the ones that have said yes to serving the Lord. there's more come we'll, we'll take some time and then we have a shofar blower here somewhere do we have a shofar blower here yes awesome here we go great let's mic him up what we're gonna do today can you just can we just stand on our feet as we respond we want to pray for Malaysia today You know, today is Rosh Hashanah in Israel. This is the new year in Israel. Isn't it amazing in God's Kairos moment, in God's Kairos timeline, that Malaysia Day is on the same day as the new year, Rosh Hashanah. This is the day. We, there's something that's like we're crossing over into a new era. And I don't think it's by coincidence that this year we are also celebrating the Jubilee year, the 50th year of the Barrio Revival, the Baklalan Revival, and the Taginambur Revival. The revival that God chose to break out in, in East Malaysia. He chose these places where there were the, the poor, the poorest of the poorest, the least of the least, the weakest of weakest. He chose to pour out His Spirit upon these people. And here we are in that jubilee year of reset. Jubilee year of renewal. And God is doing a new thing in our midst. Amen. And I tell you, it's been such an honor that I get to do this with you guys. You know, we, we have partnered together. I'm, I'm talking about um, Pastor Aaron, Miranda, and, uh, and, and Stephanie. And, and really, we have partnered together. And we started praying together as an inter- you know, I don't know, into church, but we're friends. Beyond ministry, we're friends. And, and we stand together even right now. And you, what, what Rosh Hashanah is, is the Feast of the Trumpets. 
is a feast of the trumpets. It is a time when people gather together to declare and decree the time of the Lord's favor. The time of the Lord's favor. And so what we're going to do, guys, all of us, we're going to start praying in the Spirit. All right, we're going to pray for Malaysia. We're going to pray for Malaysia. And then what I'm going to do is at the end of it, when, when the time is right, I just feel when the time is right, I will say to E three times. On the third time I say to E, you blow the trumpet. Okay? And what to E means, it means wake up. In the Klebit language, it means wake up. And the Lord gave this word in my spirit in 2018. And I heard it as the voice of my grandmother when, she, when, when, you know, when I would stay in Bari over the holidays. She will come into my room at 10 a.m. and she'll say, Tu e, yandadan tu urudab, which means, do not sleep too long. Do not sleep too long because for my grandma, she's a paddy farmer. And for paddy farmers, the daytime is very precious. You can only work in the daytime. Once the sun sets, you cannot work anymore. And so when she said, Tu e, yandadan tu urudab, she was like, why are you wasting your day away? It's already 10 a.m. You only have a few hours of light left. And she said, to e, yanda dan to urudab. And there's this calling forth right now over our generation that wake up. This is urgent. The urgency of the hours here. We need to awake because this time, this wonderful time in church history will not last forever. And we got to wake up from our slumber. We got to wake up from just going, th- going through the mundane of Christianity, doing the mundane of your life, going in and out of work. We must remember that God is calling us into position to reveal His glory. Amen. To E. Yes. All right. Then after you blow. And then we will, and then we will, we will pray. All right, amen. Yes, can we hold hands? All over this room. Let's give the Lord Malaysia. All over this room. You love Malaysia more than us, Lord.
hope, there is hope. There is hope, there is hope, there is hope. Keep going, keep going. It's not time yet. Come on, keep going. Just begin to press in with us. Begin to press in with us. Bapa di sorga, pada hari ini Bapa kami merendahkan diri di depan Engkau. Kami mengambil semua apa yang Kau telah curahkan lepaskan pada hari ini di dalam dan di atas nama Yesus Kristus. Sebagaimana yang pertama tadi Bapa di sorga, Engkau melepaskan perkataan roh kebangunan rohani daripada generasi awal nenek moyang kami Bapa di sorga yang sudah dilepaskan Tuhan. Yang sudah dicurahkan pada hari ini melalui anakmu Pastor Rachel pada hari ini Bapa di sorga kami menerimanya Tuhan di dalam dan di atas nama Yesus kami menerimanya pada hari ini dalam nama Yesus kami menerima semuanya daripada pelbagai suku bahasa bangsa dan budaya pada hari ini mari semua yang hadir pada hari ini kau mendengar perkataan daripada mulut Tuhan sendiri. Dia mengasihi setiap pribadi kita dan Dia berkata Dia Bapa pada hari ini. Mari semua pada hari ini dalam nama Yesus, sebagaimana perkataan yang sama daripada semua hamba-hamba Tuhan ini dalam nama Yesus kami juga melepaskannya roh kebangunan rohani ini, the seeds of the revival and the spirits of the revival mengalir dicurahkan dilepaskan pada hari ini peninya api kebangunan rohani. Dan rohnya api kebangunan rohani dilepaskan di dalam nama Yesus Kristus. Mari semua pada hari ini yang hadir ke tempat ini, engkau mendapat satu roh yang baru daripada Tuhan yang turun temurun yang dilepaskan pada hari ini di dalam nama Yesus. Pada hari ini kita menciptakan satu sejarah yang baru. Bapa di sorga setiap pribadi kami menjadi tanah yang subur, tanah yang disirami dengan api Roh Kudusmu, tanah yang disirami dengan ledakan-ledakan yang baru, tanah yang baru pada hari hari ini mengalir aliran-aliran hidup pada hari ini dalam nama Yesus. Eko menerima Roh yang baru daripada Tuhan, Roh yang membakar, Roh yang mengembang, Roh yang menyemarakan api Roh Kudus yang luar biasa daripada Allah. Di dalam dan di atas nama Yesus pada hari ini, Engkau mewakili semua suku, semua bangsa, semua generasi, semua suku bangsa dan keluarga dan gereja pada hari ini sesuai dengan mesej Firman Tuhan. Rumah panjang dalam nama Yesus pada hari ini kita disatukan di dalam satu keluarga, keluarga ilahi daripada Tuhan. Di dalam nama Yesus keluarga ilahi ini mendapat roh yang baru daripada Allah, roh yang besar. Roh yang mengubahkan, Roh yang menjadi Roh yang bersemangat daripada Allah mengalir ke tempat ini dalam nama Yesus. Yang kedua kami lepaskan pada hari ini dalam nama Yesus ada satu Roh yang berkata pada hari ini 
Semuanya disatukan Semuanya inklusif menjadi satu Di dalam kerajaan Otoriti daripada Tuhan mengalir pada hari ini Yang menerima pengurapan yang sama Pengurapan yang berkuasa Pengurapan yang mengikat Pengurapan ini akan menjadi kekuatan Bagi setiap pribadi kita Dan pengurapan ini Melahirkan sukacita yang penuh Sukacita yang luar biasa daripada Allah Mengalir pada setiap pribadi kita Pada hari ini Di dalam dan di atas nama Yesus Kristus Dengan penuh kerendahan hati pada hari ini kita mengangkat semua tangan di dalam hadirat Tuhan. Semua pribadi kita pada hari ini. Oh, the spirit of the long house. That is the spirit of the seeds of the revival. Yes. And the spirit of the revival. Yes. Itu adalah roh daripada benihnya. Roh kebangunan rohani. Dan juga rohnya daripada kebangunan rohani. Mengalir daripada setiap pribadi kita pada hari ini. Tidak ada satupun yang tertinggal di dalam nama Yesus Kristus. Dan seminta pada hari ini dengan penuh hormat. Semua hamba-hamba Tuhan di depan ini melepaskan perkataan-perkataan doa, perkataan-perkataan nubuatan, perkataan-perkataan profetik bagi setiap pribadimu pada hari ini. Karena Tuhan mengangkat engkau menjadi seorang pahlawan, menjadi panglima angkatan tentera Tuhan yang gagah perkasa yang dilahirkan pada hari ini di dalam dan di atas nama Yesus Kristus. Engkau dilahirkan kembali menjadi panglima yang luar biasa, menjadi tentera-tentera yang perkasa di dalam nama Yesus. Di dalam nama Yesus. So I think right now in Jesus' name, all the pastors in front of here right now, you you release the word of prophecy. Yes. You release the word of God into this generation. You release the prophetic word into this world, into these people right now. There is something great. There is something wonderful. It's happened here right now. There is the fresh fire of God. Terima kasih Tuhan. Mari teruskan. Amen. Can you just pass the mic to Pastor Isaac? Yeah. I'm gonna shout to. I'm gonna. We're gonna do the three thing, and then you're gonna pray. You're gonna pray for us, okay? Are you ready? Hallelujah. 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 Anak adik dengar, dengar, dengar muyo. Buka lalit muyo dengar. Suara Tuhan ni nawar tau. Tui. Where you sleep and you don't care about the word or prayer or the spirit. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, may the Spirit of God be poured out upon your church today, Father God. Lord God, we want your Spirit, we need your Spirit, Father God, to birth a fire and to birth an excitement within our soul, Father God, that the church of God is not weak, that the church of God is not birthed to be weak, because Father God, you said that the gates of hell will never be able to stand against the church of God because you built your church. You are our king. You are our general, Father God. And you are the lion and you are the lamb and you are the strength of Zion, Father God. So we thank you, Lord God, that the Christians of this nation will wake up, Father God. Come awake, oh my soul. Come awake, oh my soul. Let the Spirit of God and the praise of God be poured out, Father Lord Jesus. May the unity of the churches be birthed, Father God. May we not be enemies of one another, Father God. That we are not fighting one another. That we only have one common enemy, Father God. That is the devil who came to steal, kill, and destroy. It is not one another. It is not the denominations. It is not the races. It is not gender or even age, Father God. But Lord God, we are reunited and united in the Spirit of God. Let us be one. Let us be one voice. Let us have one vision. Let us have one mission. Let us have one spirit. Because we have one Father, we have one Lord, we have one God, we've got one baptism, and we have one church. That is the church of Jesus Christ. So in the name of God, may the church of Jesus Christ wake up, wake up, wake up, and take the inheritance that belongs to us. Because the Lord God has poured out His inheritance and His blessing upon His church. So we thank you, Father God in your strength and in your name in jesus name we pray Hallelujah. i just want to release this i just want to release this inilah masa dia inilah masa tuhan ini adalah masa kebangkitan rohani yang baru inilah masa dia revival wave ini bukan untuk sia-sia saja kita tidak ada revival wave untuk membuat sesuatu pertemuan bukan itu bukan sesuatu pertemuan itu bukan sesuatu acara ini adalah masa Tuhan marilah kita semua katakan saya mau bangkit saya tidak mau tidur lagi saya mau bangkit saya tidak mau tidur lagi Tuhan menerima saya Tuhan menolong kita Mari kita semua berseru begitu Tuhan tolong kita Sebab kita tidak boleh duduk tidur lagi Ini adalah masa untuk kita berbangkit Ini adalah masa kita hendak Mengatakan urapan baru yang baru Allah Tuhan Mari kita semua berseru Mari kita semua berdoa Mari kita semua berbangkit Tuhan Ini adalah masa dia Ini adalah masa dia Jangan ikut jalan-jalan manusia Jangan ikut jalan-jalan religion Jangan ikut jalan-jalan religious spirit Mari kita ikut Ikut roh kudus Mari kita ikut roh kudus Sebab ini ialah masa roh kudus Bukan masa Tulang, tulang Terlampau-lampau sudah Kita ikut, ikut itu religious spirit Terlampau-lampau sudah Ini ialah masa Mau Tuhan Kita tidak mau Kita tidak mau Kita tidak akan melepaskan Tuhan Kalau Tuhan melainkan Tuhan akan memberi kita sesuatu urapan baru Kita akan memegang Tuhan Sampai Tuhan memberi kita sesuatu urapan baru Sampai kita dapat kebangkitan dalam kita punya Rohani, oh Lord Jesus, Lord We're not going to let you go, Jesus We're not 
gonna let you go, Jesus. But I'm 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 gonna go to the motions, Jesus. But I'm gonna go to the motions, Jesus. Get a bit of bow, it could achara achara sacha. Get a bow, it could roll kudos. Get a bow, it could roll kudos. Do I? Tuhan menolonglah kita Sebab ini ialah bahasa Tuhan Apa guna kalau kita ikut Acara kita diri sendiri Apa guna itu Tidak guna langsung Tidak guna Tuhan Langsung tidak ada guna Langsung tidak ada guna Tuhan Langsung tidak ada guna Oh Tuhan kita tidak tidak ada bahasa lagi Hanya ada bahasa ini Tuhan Ada ada bahasa ini Tuhan Kita tidak ada bahasa lagi Tuhan Kita tidak ada bahasa lagi Inilah bahasa dia Inilah bahasa dia Tuhan Tolonglah kami pada bahasa ini Tuhan Tolonglah kita Tuhan Tolonglah Ku bau bangkit Itu lagu bangkit sangat seronok Saya tak tahu nyari dia Tetapi saya ingat ada itu lagu Let's hold hands all across the aisles Connect the hands all across, all across in unity, in oneness. Get join your hands together, get join your hands. in the Bible in Proverbs chapter 2 verse 11 onwards it says the rain is over hujan sudah tamat sudah selesai winter is gone and the time has now come for the flowers to bloom again the time for the cooing of the doves the time for the birds to sing again the time for joy to come back again to the church of Jesus Christ. And I believe that the time has now arrived where the Urapan Baru of God will come upon the Umat of Malaysia and the church of Malaysia shall rise. Amen. The church of Malaysia shall rise. Amen. 
with the longhouse spirit, the spirit of family, the spirit of inclusivity, and the spirit of joy, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And I want to believe on this day as we celebrate the 60th anniversary of Malaysia, a new spirit, a new anointing, an urapan baru will come upon our country. Amen. And the church will rise again. The church will rise again. We will not sleep. We will not slumber. But awaken once again. Amen. And the army of God, yes, the army of God will rise up. Like in Ezekiel, there were 37. Amen. Where the Spirit of God will come, dry bones will all come together and rise up. A mighty army of God. A mighty army of God. Whoa. They will sweep through the land with a new anointing. A revival wave will come upon our land. A revival wave will come upon our land. And that's what we want to believe. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's sing this song as we close. Shall we do that? Let's sing this song again. Oh Tuhan, satukanlah hati kami untuk memuji dan menyambamu. Amen. Hallelujah. to the Lord as we close God is in the house and I believe that whatever that we did prophetically will spread throughout the land and all the things that we have done this day will not be wasted but it will come forth and we realize in the coming days and we will yet see revival come upon our land once again Amen we will yet see revival come upon our land once again. Especially among the native people of Sarawak, Sabah and Samananjong. It has come from them. It has to come from them. Father, you did it before. Do it once again. The time, Lord, is now.
so that God the Yurapan Baru will come upon every one of us Father with a new anointing once again there will be a streams in the wasteland once again there will be roads in the desert a highway in the desert Father we bless you God and we pray God the wave and the spirit of the Lord will run through the lengths and breadth of Malaysia from north to south east to west and the people of God will bunk it will arise God will arise a mighty army of God so we thank you father for this evening we thank you for everyone who's here today and we pray God that the Spirit of God that is inside us will continue to rise stronger and stronger the music may have stopped the words of the preacher may have died down but the Spirit of God still lives inside us and it will burn stronger and stronger thank you Jesus oh we praise you we worship you Lord and we look forward Father Lord we look forward to the days ahead it will be wonderful days it will be good days Lord it will be awesome days thank you Jesus we bless you Father and now Father separate us with your blessing bring us back safely home so that God we can menikmati berkat Tuhan all the days of our life and so may the Lord bless you and keep you May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards all of us, every bangsa, every suku bangsa, every tribe, every creed, every tongue. May the Lord turn His face upon all of us and always grant us His peace. In Jesus' precious name we pray, God's people say, Amen. Let's go and go clap our friend. In half an hour's time, the closure of the NECF 40 days of fast and pray will take place, all right, in this hall. So you're going to stay, stay on, all right, it, it will happen in the, at 7.30. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.